Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s. And Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey. We created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have um, a really informative episode for you today, which we're going to get to in just a few minutes with Allison Keith of um, A Whole Story. And she's going to talk a lot about holistic skincare. But before we do that, we're going to do a little update as we normally do. And um, I know Erica has lots to report on her week and how she has spent it. So um, what's going on with you? What's new with you? Dare I, I ask? Dare you ask? Because we were just talking about this off, off recording, but we are recording this intro on Friday uh, before the Wednesday episode. And today is Red's Taylor. Red Taylor's version, the album has been released and I, that is my update. I am so excited, so happy to be listening to Red Taylor's version. I'm back in 2012. Um, and I, yeah, I'm staying in 2012 all weekend and 10 minute all too well is here. And it is as heartbreaking as I hoped it would be. And the short film comes out in just a couple of hours. And I think she's performing the 10 minute version on SNL tomorrow. So that's my update because that's where I will be mentally probably for the next week. That's so so funny. I just said to myself, I was like, there are words that you were saying and I don't know what they mean. Um, yeah, we don't feel the same way about Taylor Swift. We don't, I know who she is and that's pretty much about it. I couldn't tell you one of her albums. I'm not a fan. I'm not not a fan. Maybe I'm not, not a fan, but I'm not, (laughs) but I'm not, she's not a Swifty. Like I am. I I am a full blown. I think I'm too old for it. I think this is where our generation, like we're only a couple of years, but we have like this weird, like line where I feel like this is where it shows. It doesn't usually show, but I was like, it shows up in like some pop culture stuff, like the music or even like movies and TV shows sometimes. Yes. I, yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, I've never owned an album. I've never streamed any song. I've never streamed one of her songs ever in my entire life. So I couldn't tell you that her new album is called red, red, something red Taylor's version, which is just a mouthful. My husband is like you, Ali. He's like, can't you like all week when I was like, I'm so excited. Friday red comes out the, you know, the short film, the Jake Gyllenhaal of it all. Um, but he was so funny. He's like, can't you already listen to all of the songs that are out? Cause you know, they're re-recordings. Yeah. And I was like, not the point, not the point, Jeff <laughs> Get on board. Um, but no, but her vault tracks are really good. And if you are a fan, um, I know former guest, um, Sydney Weiss of seek the joy podcast, her and I were like in the DMS together talking about it. And, um, if you are a fan, the 10 minute all too well is so it's just what I had hoped for. And, um, (laughs) other, other favorites is I love her, uh, her, the song, nothing new with BB Bridgers Bridgers. is really beautiful. And, um, I don't know the title of it yet. Um, but the, the one she did with Chris Stapleton as well is so it's like catchy country pop and, um, yeah, I just love it. And 
RIP Jake Gyllenhaal. And if you don't know what we're talking about, um, you're I don't either. Alley. So we're yeah. great. Like we're, you guys are with me. If you have no idea what this is about, I know I'm, I'm determined. I'm like, when next time we're together in person, Ali, I'm going to play all too well for you. And it's going to hope you'll, you'll hopefully what? feel something or you'll feel nothing. And that's fine. There was a funny, um, on Betches, I shared it to our story, but it was like one friend is the Taylor Swift fan and when one isn't and the conversations they have and it's like yeah it's pretty it was pretty accurate yeah so funny um yeah so other than that I'm trying to think what's going on that's like more topic specific to our to our like life and careers you know sometimes you just need to get in your feels and feel your feelings and that is that's my wellness for the week yeah that is wellness and enjoy the entertainment that you like and enjoy that's all Absolutely. good with no shame. And that's like growth. Cause I remember, um, you know, when I was younger, maybe 10 years ago, when first red came out, um, or definitely with fearless, I definitely was a little ashamed of my musical taste. So I think part of growth and living your most authentic wellness life is embracing who you are musically and all of the above, but I love all that's music. Fair. And Ali knows that like, I, from desert trip, the classic rock music festival a few years ago to stagecoach to Coachella. I go to it all. And I just love music. And you know, yeah, what's I, funny is I go to none of that and I'm the musician. Isn't that funny where I'm like, Oh, I can't stand any of that stuff, but you literally do have an appreciation for all of it, which is I, great. Well, I, I don't, my, I can't listen to it. You know, that question of if you could have any talent, like I, I wish I like, that's my talent is like, I would just love to like be a rock star. And so I think that's why I love it so much, but I do. I'm also like very, like, I feel like even with movies, like I feel movies, I feel music so much. And, um, I think it's like, it's just, oh, it pangs me. And so anyway, yeah. So that is, it's like my self-care wellness for, the week. Not, not my husband, sadly, but he knows he's going to be listening to it all weekend. He's like you, where he would just want to play like jazz exclusively. And if not jazz, some Paul Simon or rock and roll, you know, like light seventies rock. Um, there's this serious XM station called the bridge, which has all that, like really easy listening, like seventies stuff. And, um, my partner's always like making fun of me for listening to that or like Sunday, you know, it's not called Sundays with Sinatra, but that used to be a, oh. an NPR show that I would listen to. I'm basically an old man. So, um, yeah, I was going to say though, I can share my guilty pleasure and then we'll go into intro into Allison's formal intro. But since we are sharing, you're not really guilty about your pleasure, no. but I would call it a guilty pleasure. So I'm going to share my guilty pleasure, entertainment pleasure. And it's super dark, but I love watching SVU, like Law and Order. Like oh. pr- procedurals are my thing. So like I love for years. It's twenty three seasons it's on, and I that still that is not it. guilty. That is I, I love it too. I don't I know watch who it doesn't love it for like Mariska and like Ice T and all of those one liners and like. And now there's um Law and Order organized crime, and they're always having crossover events, and I'm completely completely involved in all of the criminal activity so yeah that's my that's my biggest guilty oh, pleasure I love it from entertainment I love it yeah I love SVU too so yes um I guess this is everyone's PSA to just embrace their you know pleasures in life nothing yeah. guilty about it so okay do you want to get into the episode Allie yes let's <laughs> um let's intro Allison let's intro Allison so today we are gonna be having a conversation with Allison Keith. Allison Keith is a holistic skincare expert changing the conversation around premature aging. In 2019, Allison and her husband, Steve co-founded Whole Story Skincare. With family ties in custom skincare formulation, they launched their direct-to-consumer brand, selling premium quality plant-based products. Allison saw a gap between the misinformation from beauty industry marketing and advertising versus what science says about preventing and reversing the signs of aging. A whole story's holistic approach shares the same principles as functional medicine, targeting the root cause of aging for long-term results. 
Allison has never opted for cosmetic injections, nor is she a self-professed product junkie. She has learned from cell biologists, chemists, and skincare industry pioneers. Her passion is advocating for a more natural way of aging well without harsh invasive chemical procedures. On this episode, Allison shares her personal story and lots of helpful information for our listeners who want to care for their skin with a holistic approach. Also, a whole story has provided a discount code for our listeners, which you can use at checkout on their site for 15% off. It's wellness15, and you can also find a direct link with the discount in our show notes. We hope you enjoy the episode. This episode is brought to you by Ned. Let's talk about CBD. The CBD market feels really saturated these days, doesn't it? It seems like you can get it at any coffee shop or grocery store, and many CBD brands actually source their hemp from industrial hemp farms in China. The brand that we love, and more importantly, the brand that we trust, is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world, and Erica and I only partner with brands that we ourselves use. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their website. How's that for knowing exactly where your CBD comes from? We have both been longtime users of Ned. I rely on the full-spectrum hemp oil to help with my anxiety, and the hormone balance blend has been a game-changer as I transitioned off of birth control. But today, we want to talk about Ned's brand-new product, which has been in development for over a year, the De-Stress Blend. We recently got our hands on a sample and could not be more obsessed with the benefits and the effects. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Also, Ned's quality speaks for itself. The products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on this podcast. If you want to try the new De-Stress Blend from Ned, a brand that we love and trust, we have a special offer for the Courageous Wellness audience. Every order over $40 qualifies for 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample. Go to www.helloned.com forward slash CW podcast or enter CW podcast at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash CW podcast to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring our program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. Whether you are a Patreon member in our nutrition community or a regular listener of the podcast, you know that Ali and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for months and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am now devoted to taking seed every morning before food and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic, is vegan and gluten-free, and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. 
Yes. In addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet, which is pretty important. Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use Courageous15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes or the link tree on Instagram. Welcome, Allison. We are so excited to have you here for this conversation today. So to get us started, can you share a little bit about your personal journey in wellness and holistic skincare? Yeah, so I would consider myself a holistic skincare expert. And um, my passion is really uh, to change the conversation around skincare uh, just for women in the United States. And uh, to really communicate the whole story on uh, the gap between what beauty industry advertising says and what scientific research says about how our skin ages and what we can do about that. So, yeah. Thank you. I'm curious, like, how did you um, personally get interested in this? What was like, what kind of propelled your own personal interest into this field? Yeah. So my husband, Steve and I, we have, um, family ties in, uh, skincare formulation. And, um, about five years ago, I started to get involved in, um, his family's business and just started to learn about, uh, skincare and specifically, uh, plant-based skincare products. And, um, I was so surprised, um, at 31, uh, at how little I knew about skincare and how little my friends knew. And um, I thought it was just me, but it's such an incredibly confusing and overwhelming industry. And we're at the mercy of what advertising uh, says to us in print and in commercials, and also just what is being marketed towards us. And as I started to really dive deep and do some research on what is really printed about skincare in the National Institute of Health or research done by the Mayo Clinic, I saw a big gap. And so that's when um, my husband, Steve and I, we just started, we started uh, a direct to customer uh, skincare business that's high quality plant-based skincare um, and it's direct to customer. And we're calling it the whole story. Uh, and that's largely due to my passion to really tell the whole story on how your skin ages, why it's aging, and what you can do about it to dramatically slow down uh, premature aging in your skin. Yeah, that's so wonderful. And I'm so excited to have this conversation. Um, Allie and I are both in our early 30s, and this is definitely something we care about. And I'm sure our audience is very interested in learning about um, skincare and anti-aging. And um, I think the beauty industry in general is so fascinating because I also know how unregulated it is. So, and like you mentioned, there can be so much information that it can be so difficult to know um, what is true, what works, and you kind of are your own guinea pig. So based on what you just mentioned, I'd love to unpack, can we talk about um, kind of the basics of skincare and anti-aging that we really should be looking for from a holistic standpoint? Yeah. Um, you know, my heart just goes out to so many women who walk into, um, you know, a beauty supply store or a website and how you are just expected on your own to put together a skincare routine. It's confusing and overwhelming. And I think everyone's just doing their best if they do have a skincare routine to piece together different products without really knowing the basics. Um, and so I guess we can just start with uh, what is 
aging versus premature aging. So when I'm talking about premature aging, I'm talking about your skin is aging faster than it should, faster than your genetic makeup. And that's largely due to our environment and our lifestyle. So our skin is aging faster than our grandparents and our great grandparents. And that's largely due to the standard American diet, um, you know, sugar, gluten, alcohol, dairy, all of that is impacting um, what's going on on the surface of our skin. We're also looking at pollution and nanoparticles in the air, you know, if you're living in a big city. And so all of this is causing your skin um, to break down and age prematurely because of um, the, the dehydration that happens with um, environmental toxins. And it's the dehydration that is causing excess inflammation. Now, excess inflammation is the number one cause of premature aging. And that's something that we hear about in functional medicine. You now you're both, you know, very involved with, you know, holistic um, medicine, but in the skincare industry, we don't, or in the beauty industry, we don't hear about um, inflammation and how it's negatively affecting our skin. I mean, we do know that inflammation in the body is so damaging and it's responsible for so much disease and so much premature aging. Well, the same thing is true for our skin. Um, and so without being able to bring down the excess inflammation in our skin that is, um, you know, that's caused by our environment, um, most of our skincare really isn't good. We're not going to see maximum results from our skincare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting hearing you talk about it. We do talk a lot about you know, inflammation from the standpoint of our, our bodies and, and what we're putting in it, um, you know, from sort of whole sort of systemic health, but our skin is our largest organ. And oftentimes like what's going on in our skin too, um, is reflective of what's going on internally. Sometimes it can manifest externally, but also it's something that like what you brought up with the environmental toxins that we're exposed to, especially in large sort of like urban settings, that's some something that I don't feel like is talked about as much and, um, or at least not in the context of skincare for sure. And, um, maybe we talk about it in the context of health, but it makes sense. It's all connected. And yes, like we might want this sort of aesthetic or beauty aspect of it too. But something you mentioned like prior to us recording, which I think is a really, this maybe goes into another conversation, but like we can talk about this a little bit is, um, this idea of like how to take, how to learn how to take care of our skin, understand, um, what we can do so that it's like from a preventative standpoint and we can do that holistically rather than, you know, being advertised like a lot of chemicals or injectable things for just like sort of this aesthetic, but it's not really like, it's not really like a long-term way to care for our skin. And so, um, I guess I'm curious if we could just talk a little bit more about like what you see happening in the beauty industry, especially for women that are marketed, it's marketed to women of a certain age, um, versus what you are creating or want to see happen or people like truly understand sort of it from a preventative point of view. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. One thing I'm seeing, um, is that, um, Botox and injections and fillers are being marketed to women as early as their early 20s as a form of prevention. And um, your, our skin does start to age at age 20. After the age of 20, we lose about 1% of collagen um, and elastin. And so our skin is going to continue to break down and age after that. That doesn't mean that you need to run out and um, inject chemicals into your skin in order to dramatically slow down the, the you know, the signs of aging. Um, by age 25, your skin can look up to 10 years older than your actual age. But there's so many other things that you can do, like taking a more of a holistic approach uh, to dramatically slowing down the signs of aging and, and reversing the signs of aging. So our skin um, has a built-in natural restoration process, just like the body. The body is very forgiving and the body is really smart. 
and our skin cells actually have a memory. And so when we start to give our skin the nutrients it needs, it is going to um, really impact, you know, what's going to be happening in your skin. For example, our skin cells, they turn over every two to three weeks and new skin cells come up to the surface. Now, if your skin is inflamed and it's dry and it's really, um, you know, starting to break down in age, it's going to send a message to the skin cells below it, that this is an unhealthy environment and it's gonna tell the brand new skin cells, the baby skin cells to come up unhealthy. And then the, it's going to repeat itself. It's gonna to continue to repeat itself. What happens is when you give your skin the vitamins and the nutrients and the minerals it needs to thrive, it is going to create an environment that's healthy. And then those skin cells are gonna send a message that this is a healthy environment and you can come up. And when you come to the surface, you can come up and thrive. And so it's just like the body. There's a combination. So we know in functional and preventative medicine that when you have a combination of eating healthy foods throughout the day and a combination of different types of exercise, stretching and cardio, the kind of the magic there between the combination of diet and exercise and the rule of compounding each day, staying, you know, on top of it, the body can look and feel younger than it did 10 years ago. And it's this, the same thing is true for our skin. And so that is kind of where uh, we, you know, is the whole story. That's kind of like our brand message is that you can really reverse the signs of aging naturally. Now, our skin needs five things each day to thrive. And when our skin is given those five things and when uh, inflammation is dramatically brought down, your skin is going to end up thriving and looking younger. And um, we're gonna, you're gonna end up seeing much long-term results. Um, some, so an analogy that I like to use um, is getting your teeth professionally whitened. So it looks amazing, it looks great. Your teeth look clean and they look beautiful, but it's, uh, it's cosmetic. And um, that's the difference. You're not going to stop flossing or brushing or going and getting, you know, your checkups just because you have professionally whitened teeth. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of my analogy with perhaps getting these cosmetic procedures done uh, versus really caring for your skin long term. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk us through those five things that you mentioned that are so important um, for us? I'm so yes. curious. <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, the first one, the most important thing that we can do for our skin is gentle exfoliation through masking. And by gentle exfoliation, I mean, uh, we have a mask called um, exfoliate and it's a morning mask that you can just put on really quick in the morning and then wash it off. What is it, it's going to do? It is going to gently allow your skin to remove the excess dead skin cells. It kind of sounds gross, but these dead skin cells, they're supposed to kind of fall off and leave our face naturally. But as we age, they don't, they stay on the surface and they build up like snowflakes. And so a couple of snowflakes is not a big deal, but when you're getting into like several inches and feet of snow, that's what's happening on our face. And it is the excess dead skin cells that are responsible for the fine lines, the rough texture, the dull and uneven skin tone. And so by doing something just as simple as uh, a gentle mask in the morning, it's going to cleanse your skin, but it's also going to give your skin back that glow and it's going to prevent uh, the, the uh, deep uh, lines that can also form in your face. So I would say if you've never done anything before and you're looking to get started skincare, just um, doing like a simple mask in the morning is going to make a big difference. Um, and then we're talking about hydration, um, hydration and moisture are something that are, those two words are used interchangeably in, um, the beauty industry in the skincare industry. And they're actually very separate when it comes to our skin. And so hydration, when we are talking about hydration, we're talking about the acidic water that is made in your skin cells. And the acidic water is really responsible for keeping your skin hydrated and plump. 
So for most of us as adults, our skin cells kind of look more like a raisin when they should really look more like a grape. And that's when we're talking about the acidic water. And when we wash our face or take a shower or get out of the pool or the ocean, uh, water is incredibly dehydrating to our skin. And so we are constantly needing to rehydrate our skin. The problem is, despite what you've probably have heard out there, there is no way to hydrate your skin cells without acidic water. So what we've done is we've taken regular water and we've lowered the pH level to make it acidic. And with advanced technology, we're able to take the water molecule of an H2O molecule and make it a thousand times smaller so that it can actually penetrate the skin cell. Now, is that like a toner? Just because I'm like, when we're talking about acidic water, sorry, I'm, this is all, I'm new to skincare. I yeah. haven't really done like a deep yeah. dive again. I'm, I'm in my early thirties. So, so it's not. It's not a skin. Yeah. So what is acidic water exactly? It's an actual mist. So it's, it's, it's in a spray bottle and you can spray it on your skin. Um, and it's for any skin type, any age, and it is going, it is literally going to rehydrate your skin. And so I don't know if you've ever spent a day at the beach or you've gotten out of the shower and your face feels kind of tight. Well, that tight sensation is a warning sign that your skin is dehydrated. And so we're always need, needing to, you know, rehydrate our skin. And, um, and so the hydrating mist, what makes it so remarkable is that our skin cells recognize it as a familiar substance because it makes it itself. And so the skin always wants to take in a familiar substance. That's why we use plant-based products and we use ingredients that are the most familiar to what our skin naturally makes because the skin is going to respond to it and take it in. And so that's what I'm talking about with hydration. Now our skin also needs moisture, which again is a completely different thing that we're going to, you're not going to hear this anywhere else. So that's why we're giving you the whole story. Moisture is very different. And I like to use the analogy of like a big cake with all the icing in the middle of each layer of cake. Now, it's delicious, but it also has a job to do. It's holding the layers together and it's keeping the cake moist. And that's what moisture does. So our bodies naturally make hyaluronic acid and hyaluronic acid is responsible for keeping the layers of our skin moisturized. Now, as we age, our bodies make less of it. And so that is what's causing our skin to dry out. So what's the big deal? Well, when our skin dries out, we have these little um, fibers that are holding the skin together. When they dry out, they crack and break. And that is what cause, causes the deep lines to form. So this could be like 10 or 20 years in the making. And so if we're just allowing our skin to dry out, by the time we hit 35, 45, 55, we have those really deep lines that are formed in our face. And so... That's why it's really important to one, moisturize and, and two, keep our skin hydrated. Um, and so there's hyaluronic acid that's made in the air. And so our moisturizer is formulated to pull moisture from the air and pull it deep into the layers of your skin so that your skin says, oh yeah, I know you, you're familiar. And so then it, it's gonna kick in and start to produce the level of moisture that our skin needs to keep it from drying out. Yeah. So I'm just so like the five things we all need is to exfoliate, Uh hydrate, hydrate, Uh moisturize. Mm -hmm. What are the final two? And repair and protect. Okay. So repair is just using uh, the ingredients and the products necessary um, to go in and do the deep repair work to um, like we like, we have a vitamin C cream, uh, that we use. There's a lot of really amazing serums out there that also do a lot of great repair work. And so what we want to do is we want to put, you know, vitamin E and vitamin C back into the skin, because that's going to stimulate the production of collagen and then stimulate the production of, uh, you know, building the skin back up when the fibers are stronger, it's going to build the skin back up. And so we want the skin to continue to stay strong as we age. And then the last one is protection. Now, 
I, I think everybody here is in the beauty industry that we need to wear an SPF. I think we all know that by now. But when I'm talking about protection, I'm talking about protecting the skin, not only from the damaging effects of the sun, but also from the environment. So we talked about environmental toxins, um, but it's sometimes we think like, oh, I'm going to let my skin breathe or, you know, in the last year we've all been indoors or inside a little bit more. And so maybe we haven't been, you know, putting much on our skin. Uh, the problem is when we take the time to invest in skincare and then we don't put any layer of protection on our skin, we're, our skin is still um, you know, in danger of um, all of the nanoparticles and the environmental toxins. And I like to use the example of a screen door. I don't know in the summertime if you've ever had the doors open and you've looked at a screen and it can be completely dirty. Well, all that dirt you're trying to keep out of your home. And if you think about it, like we need a screen door for our skin to really protect our skin because our skin is the first barrier of defense between our body and the environment. So we have a product called Natural Finish, and it has titanium dioxide uh, and zinc oxide, which are natural minerals. And these natural minerals not only protect our skin from the sun, but they're also going to protect our skin from things like um, blue light that's emitted from our smartphones and our computers, which can have a damaging effect on premature aging, and also from fluorescent lighting that we find in office buildings or malls, you know, or anywhere else indoors, we don't necessarily think of protecting our skin when we're indoors. And just, you know, from being out and about, if you're in a city, you know, from, from pollution there as well. So those are the five things that we recommend um, just to lay the foundation for healthy skin. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, it's helpful to have it all broken down because you're right. It's not, um, you know, there's so many products out there, but I think the way it's marketed, it's not, it's not intuitive to go and put together a skincare regimen for yourself or to know what's in things and to know what's safe and to know what is necessary and unnecessary and, and that type of thing. So I think breaking it down into those five steps is very like, um, ingestible and um, helpful. So thank you for that. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. I have been using their baking soda free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle aluminum free baking soda free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. When I decided that I wanted to make the switch to a clean aluminum free deodorant, I tried so many different brands and each and every time I was plagued with red itchy bumps under my arms on top of feeling not confident at all that I did not smell. Milk and honey not only never once gave me those pesky red bumps, but also passed the smell test, even after an intense spin and hit class. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. And for our local to Los Angeles listeners, Milk and Honey has the most amazing spa that just opened in Brentwood in West LA after being the go-to spa with multiple locations in Texas for so long. They offer facials, body treatments, massages, and so much more at their beautiful new space. I recently had a massage at the Brentwood location and it was a lovely experience. We are so happy that Milk and Honey Spas are now in LA. And of course, their online boutique is just the best if you aren't local. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper-clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female-founded and funded brand, and in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body, and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. Their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, 
Kula Sun Care, and more. If you want to try Milk and Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about our health coaching subscription service on Patreon. The Courageous Wellness Collective has expanded on Patreon to bring listeners and clients an all-access accessible platform to educate, inform, and create nutrition and lifestyle habits to meet your personal goals. For $8.99 a month, patrons will receive weekly video content on topics ranging from blood sugar stabilization, gut health, hormone balance, energy, sleep, skin health, how to shop the grocery store, pantry staples, and much more. Included, you'll also receive access to monthly virtual events, recipes, awesome giveaways, and special guest content too. With this subscription, you are guaranteed at least four pieces of fresh health coaching content each month. To learn more and become a patron, visit patreon.com forward slash courageous wellness, or check out our show notes. We look forward to welcoming you to our coaching community. I'm curious. One thing I would love to sort of ask your opinion on, I know that you are a plant-based brand and you were discussing how you use um, ingredients that are sort of recognizable from from how your body creates certain things with hyaluronic acid and, and that type of thing. So that it's not, um, so that it's like similar from like a natural standpoint, I guess, using that word broadly, if it's like plant compounds versus like our human, our human chemistry. Um, but you know, as Erica mentioned, like the beauty industry is super unregulated, especially in the U S. Um, I know that there's like, I'm generally, I'm generalizing this number, but I think there's probably like aren't there like 1500 ingredients that are banned in Europe that are allowed in beauty products in, in the United States. And so I'm curious, how do you go about sourcing, um, I guess for your own line, but then also like, are there any sort of tips that you would give with people when they're looking for beauty products or skincare products in general? Yeah. So in general for us, like our rule is we don't like to use more than 20, 25 tops um, ingredients in one formula or in one product. And um, that's because if you get into, um, you know, multiple ingredients, then you really are going to be diluting the formula. So let's say, you know, you want a vitamin C cream or you want a moisturizer with hyaluronic acid. You want to get the most benefits from your key ingredients or your most active ingredients. Well, when you're throwing everybody into the pool, you end up with a very diluted product. And so I'm sure you've seen out there that there's products that say that, you know, they're going to be a catch-all miracle product, one product that's very, very easy to market to Americans. It's just not realistic to say that we can put, you know, 55 different ingredients into one product and say that like, we're going to, you know, fix all of your problems. Because again, we're talking about the body. So what we recommend is one, uh, we're very transparent about our ingredients. It's on every label that we have, if you have a product and they're not listing their ingredients, just maybe ask yourself why. It could be that they just have too many ingredients to list, or it could be that they're not willing to be transparent about everything on there. So they're just gonna tell you maybe like the top five for the you know top 10 that's in there. We really like to harness uh, the power of layering different products. And so um, again, the industry is going to tell you maybe to use a moisturizer, maybe to use a cleanser and an SPF, and then you're good to go. Well, in order to um, really um, use holistic skincare, we recommend um, several different products that are formulated to work together as a team. And so when your skincare products are formulated to work together as a team, they're going to be stronger when they're layered on each other than if you use one alone. So ingredients like vitamin C or vitamin E or even aloe, they're going to actually, you're going to see maximum benefits when they're layered on each other. 
and then they're going to compound. So you're going to see better benefits from a month to two months down the road when all of the products are layered on top of each other, uh, rather than just using, you know, one by itself. Um, another thing that we really, you know, focus on is uh, the volume of our ingredients. And that's not something that many companies are transparent about. And it's, also, it's a really, really easy area to cut corners as a manufacturer. And so what I'm talking about with volume, if you're gonna take a vitamin C, you can buy vitamin C for about $5 a kilo. You can also buy it for $500 a kilo. Mm. So if you're gonna buy a product and it has vitamin C in it, you think, well, great. I'm at the drugstore, this has vitamin C in it. I'm gonna buy it, it's gonna work. And I'm gonna save some money because it's $12. And then you walk in to another store and you see another product with vitamin C in it and it's $150. And most of us are wondering, I don't get it. They both have vitamin C. What's the difference? And it really is. It's, it's the quality of the ingredient, um, but it's also going to be the volume. Mm -hmm. And by volume, I mean, if we took two jars and I set them in front of you and I poured skim milk into one and I pour cream into the other, they're gonna have the same amount of dairy liquid in there, but one is gonna be more dense. And yeah. so when we're talking about ingredients, you really wanna see you know, the, the density that um, is in the ingredients so you can get maximum benefits. Yeah, and I know we're talking obviously general here, cause right, everyone's skin is different. So I actually have a question for any of our listeners. Cause we've mentioned vitamin C a few times and actually my skin hasn't reacted well to it. And everyone tells me it's important. So I've tried it and I've tried a very expensive vitamin C. And I also have tried like a $26 vitamin C and both, um, made me very red and I do have some redness on my skin. So I, I now use some just, um, oils that seem to help and, and work as well. But I'm just curious for any of our listeners who are listening to this and have tried vitamin C and know the importance. I feel like it's such, that's why I've tried it twice now <laughs> from high to low. Um, is there any alternative or do you think it's just something that we can work through? I'm just curious about vitamin C because I feel like it is a very, I see it everywhere as an important part of prevention for anti-aging and skincare. Yeah. Um, something that I, you know, you do see a lot, uh, with certain skincare brands is they make their, um, their formulas very potent because they want their customers to see an immediate result. And so sometimes, um, products will be too strong for skin. Uh, 80% of adults have sensitive skin. 80%. But yet the skincare industry is, wants you to see results overnight, because if you see results overnight, you're going to think, well, this product's working. Well, the problem is you, you, you need to kind of go in a little bit slow and your, your skincare needs to be a little more gentle. And so a lot of times, you know, we don't know this, but you, you know, you try different skincare and it's way too strong. We've seen this in, you know, products with, you know, retinol, and with vitamin C, they're just much too harsh, even with, you know, an exfoliator, you know, if an exfoliator is, uh, has too many chemicals in it, or um, it's just too harsh on the skin, that's definitely, um, it's an approach that the skincare industry uses so that you will see immediate results, but that's not how the body works. It's like going into the gym and having your trainer work you for three hours straight when you've never worked out before, like you're going to be so sore the next day. And so you really want your skincare to be effective, but it's, it's a long term look at what is my skin going to look like in a month? And what is it going to look like in a year? And, and you're, you're building on it. So I would say in a lot of ways, you may have just tried some products um, that were really harsh for your skin and and they're made that way so that you will see immediate results. It doesn't mean it's the best thing for your skin. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of good information and that makes total sense. It's a great analogy, like the gym analogy, you know, um, it doesn't, I feel like nothing, especially when you're approaching it from a holistic sort of long-term sort of point of view, it, it nothing 
worthwhile happens overnight, you know? So it's like consistency. And as Erica always says, it's like what you do most of the time, not all of the time that really matters. It's like in those little habits. And I know that skincare um, regimens sometimes are hard to develop for people, you know, um, with consistency. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on at like, what age should people really start taking care of their skin or developing sort of that daily regimen for themselves? I know like we slather little kids in sunblock, which is good for protection. And then I feel like there's, you know, there's like for the teen years, it's like all about acne related stuff. And that can be really harsh. Um, but then there's sort of this like gap of time. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, you're in your thirties and you're like, oh, I've never really paid attention to this before. I know it's only in the last couple of years and now I'm in my mid thirties that like, I've sort of implemented a routine for myself other than just like washing my face and, you know, slapping some moisturizer on it. So what would you recommend? Like, When is a time to really start skincare, um, like true, uh, true skincare regimen and from a preventative point of view? Yeah. Um, you know, I think prevention is always a little bit harder. I, you know, I feel like with most people, once they start to see the signs of aging, they freak out and they want to, you know, jump into skincare. Well, the problem is those signs of aging probably started 15 years ago. Um, I don't think that there's an age that's too young to start taking care of your skin. Um, but I definitely think that the twenties is a great time, um, to start really, um, you know, investing in, in taking care of your skin as much as you can. Um, you know, and that can mean, you know, it, um, masking, you know, a moisturizer, uh, we have something called, it's a three product system. It's called easy as one, two, three, and it is a great, uh, three product system to get started on just because it's, it's three products and it's really going to give you, um, you know, what you need to really get started with exfoliation, hydration, and then, um, moisturizing and protecting your skin. Um, yeah, um, in terms of, you know, in an age, um, to get started, I, you know, I think that, um, the earlier, the better, um, I think that our culture, one, it really pushes uh, cosmetic injections way too early. And two, it really pushes anti-aging products. Um, I think what we need to change the conversation around is laying a foundation for healthy skin. So like I was talking about with the, uh, we have an essentials daily routine. That is like, I like to describe it as the first floor of the house. It is the foundation. The second floor is when you're getting into anti-aging products, probably in your mid thirties or your mid forties. Um, what most women do is they, they get into maybe, you know, a really strong, um, serum that has, uh, retinol in it, or, you know, they get into some, you know, really expensive anti-aging products. Well, if you haven't laid the foundation, you're not going to see the maximum benefits from any anti-aging products. It's like going out into the middle of the desert and digging a hole and trying to plant an apple tree and think it's going to take, well, it's, you have this dry cracked ground that's been dried out for years. You can't expect for anything to grow and thrive. Hmm. And so that's kind of the same thing uh, with skincare. Yeah. You have such great analogies. I love them so much. <laughs> You're so great at um, telling a story, but I'm curious as well. We, you mentioned in the beginning, right. About collagen. And I feel like collagen is so busy. Um, I take collagen. It's in a lot of, um, it's, it's very busy in the wellness world. And I just wanted to know what your take is on ingesting collagen as a preventative me measure for skincare. And then also you did mention retinol and I know retinol is also really buzzy. So, um, but it's not, is it plant-based? Is it natural? I know it's not right. It's not. See, I'm, I'm so new to skincare. I'm learning so much. So I guess if we can talk a little bit about taking collagen as a form of prevention, and then I guess alternatives to retinol or what your take is on retinol, especially in our thirties. Yeah. Collagen is the most abundant protein in the body. Um, and you know, our bodies make it naturally. Um, as we start to age, we make less of it. So I think, you know, anytime you can, um, you know, 
take uh, collagen, um, you know, you're going to end up benefiting from it. Uh, we recommend just using, uh, you know, some gentle products to really stimulate the production of collagen. Um, and so getting back to also, you know, a retinol and um, skin sensitivity, 80% of Americans are sensitive. And if they haven't been using skincare and they're going straight into a really, really hard, I mean, sometimes, you know, you have to get a prescription from your dermatologist, but it could be that your skin just needs, you know, just some basic needs, like, um, you know, some vitamins and nutrients and minerals to start thriving. If you're going to start with a prescription for retinol, like you're going to end up shocking your skin and your skin never wants to be shocked. You, you know, if like, again, your skin has a memory. So if you give your skin what it needs, it's going to end up thriving. Um, we like to, I mean, we don't carry any products with um, any sort of retinol um, in them, I would recommend if you wanted to go more plant-based, there is an ingredient called bakushal, and it is derived from a plant. The plant is not uh, killed, and so it's a very sustainable ingredient, and it actually has the exact same benefits uh, for really reversing the signs of some more severe aging uh, than retinol, but there's less side effects. So you can go out into the sun. You can use it day and night. You're not going to see the redness and the flaking that you can uh, from some other uh, synthetic ingredients. So that would be my recommendation. Thank you. I actually use that. Yeah. It's like a nice plant-based alternative mm -hmm. to the harsher stuff. Um, yeah. So much good info. I'm like, <laughs> what else do I want to ask you? Oh, this is, you know, this is something I know we touched on it and because you're holistic in this way, we talked about like the importance of the products, you know, having a certain function, but, um, what would you say like the importance of diet is like, how much is, how much of our skincare is internal and how much of it is external? So much of it is, is lifestyle. And, um, and I think, you know, because of our lifestyle, you know, every, um, in functional medicine, in preventative medicine, uh, in the health and wellness industry, we've come a long way. And so in the last probably 15, 20 years, we're starting to get on board with, oh, we need seven to nine hours of sleep at night to function. We need to move our body. We need to eat more whole foods. And so it's literally what holistic means. It's looking at the whole picture, not just one part of it. And it, the same thing is with skincare. Why are our products formulated to dramatically bring down inflammation? It's because of our lifestyles. I mean, I like to have pizza and wine just as much as the next person, but it's going to end up showing up on my face, you know, a few days later. And so um, in order to balance out um, our lifestyles with maybe living in a city or um, too much exposure to sun and water in the summertime, um, we really going to get a facial maybe once or twice a year just isn't enough. It's not going to cut it. We really need that, um, that daily nourishment like a multivitamin. Think of skincare like a multivitamin. It's going to supplement back into your skin what it's not getting because of your lifestyle. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a great way to put it. And I think also you saying changing the conversation a little bit earlier, I was thinking about this. It's like, yeah, we use the words, even in this conversation, we use the word anti-aging because it's such a part of like the, I feel like the beauty industry vernacular, right? Like it's just a common thing. But what you said about really... Um, changing the perspective to taking care of our skin because it's something we will have and, and wanting it to like, um, Hey, yeah, to feel good. Also, that's fine. You know, from a visual kind of perspective, but just to also like, um, you know, it is an organ and it is a part of our body and our overall health. And, um, like you said, it is that barrier to the first barrier to like the toxins of the outside world. And, um, you know, I think 
aging gracefully is wonderful. And I think there's, like you said, there's been so much focus. I know people who've started getting filler in their twenties and, and listen, like I'm, I'm a proponent of like, do what you want with your own body. But at the same time, it's like at a certain point, a lot of the chemical injectables don't make people look younger (laughs) or they just look like they've had chemical injections. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So this idea of like looking like ourselves. And and this is something that I'm passionate about as well. I'm 41. I haven't had any cosmetic procedures. I don't plan to anytime soon. That's not saying that I won't one day. I don't plan to. Um, I think my skin looks better than it did 10 years ago. Um, And my daughter's turning 10 this summer. I want her to see her mom working out eating healthy and taking care of her skin without trying to look 22. That that's, that's what I want the next generation to see in women who are really embracing a holistic lifestyle, not trying to not be our own age, but what does it look like for me to be the best version of myself now at this age? And also I want my daughter to see that I'm investing in who I am going to be and what I'm going to look like in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And your skin is, I know this is a podcast, so everyone is listening, but you have beautiful skin and you are glowing through, um, the screen. (laughs) So, and I love that you guys, you know, even I had never thought about the word anti-aging because like you said, Ali, it's just such a part of our vernacular in the beauty industry. And it's like aging is such a privilege and I want to take care of my skin, but I also hope I have the privilege to age, right. And age gracefully. So thank you for sharing all of this with us today. It was just so we've learned so much and it's so insightful. And as we begin to wrap up, we always conclude with three questions. And the first is what are your self-care practices and some of your self-care non-negotiables in your everyday life? So, um, this last year, kind of during quarantine, the pandemic, uh, just to take care of myself, um, I really, really implemented a a morning routine. So for me, the non-negotiable is uh, getting up and getting out of bed by 6.30. And I do about a half an hour of journaling, um, reading or praying. And then uh, from there, I do a 15 minute workout to work out my muscles. Um, I find that 15 minutes is the sweet spot because if I don't want to do anything, I can tell myself just give it 15 minutes. You can do anything. Uh, and then I do a three mile walk where I, uh, listen to an audiobook or a podcast and that's me time. And then I'm back at home and I'm ready to conquer the day. So. Thank you. Um, the second question is what does being courageous mean to you? Uh, I think for me, being courageous is, um, really pushing myself, whether it's physically, emotionally, or spiritually, and um, doing the hard thing. I don't know if any of you remember the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, but there's this scene in the movie at the end where Indiana steps out and there's no step in front of him. But as soon as he takes a step, the, um, the ground below him forms and then he has to take another step. And as soon as he takes another step, the ground below him forms. And I think so many times being courageous means um, stepping out and maybe being faithful or stepping out when you only have enough light for the step that you're on and just trusting and knowing that the path is going to reveal itself as as soon as you take the next step. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And our last question that we always ask is, do you have a book that you would like to recommend that's been particularly inspirational to you on any topic? Um, So right now I'm really into uh, the app um, Blinkist, which is a really cool app because you can listen to kind of like the notes on a book in like 10 minutes. And so you kind of get the gist of it. I also really like the Hoopla app, which you can get through your local library. And then you can also do some audio books, you know, just um, 
maybe like six a month. And then there's also Audible. So I'm on my morning walks. I'm constantly listening to as many books and podcasts as I can. Um, but I am trying to think of a book that I love. Right now I'm listening to a book from Marianne Williamson. I really like Marianne Williamson. Um, and what is another one? Um, the Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I feel like I've listened to that at least twice. And um, The Untethered Soul. I think I listened to that one this year and that was so amazing. So those three. Uh, this year the, off the top of my head have been great. Thank you so much. And if anyone wants to um, follow along, like follow your journey or, you know, buy your products or learn more about what you offer, where can they find you? So we are at uh, shopholstory.com. That is our home base website. We're also on Instagram at holstoryskin, or they can shoot me an email to hello at uh, shop whole story. Yeah. Thank you so much again for joining us. We learned so much from you today and it was a yeah, pleasure this to have been you. So fun. I just, I love having really candid conversations. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of courageous wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week, subscribe rate and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica and we're Courageous Wellness.